My mum's podcast is recorded on Bear Pie Land. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to how to run a successful business and still have a life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week we're talking motherhood, marriage and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan and today's episode is brought to you by Simply You and I. If you've been putting off sitting down with somebody to go through all of the things in your business that you're finding challenging, then I encourage you to reach out. You can book either a single, a three or a six session pass at Simply You and I. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. Today we are going off the back of the success of last week's episode where lots of people were getting in touch saying, I'm going to put Financial Fridays into play. I thought we would talk a bit about budgeting because budgeting was not something just like Financial Fridays. Budgeting was something that I didn't do a whole lot of when I first started my business. I would think of an idea think that sounds good. Let's do it. I would push forward. I would pay the bills. And then at the end, I would kind of look back and do kind of like a post-mortem of the event and go, why did I lose all my money? Or why did I, you know, make some money? Because not everything lost money in the early days. Otherwise, I still, I wouldn't be here anymore. So some things were successful, but some things weren't terribly successful. And so that process of, you know, just flying by the seat of my pants, hoping for the best, and then looking back and figuring out where I went wrong wasn't really sustainable and wasn't going to mean that my business was going to grow. And I need to give credit um, where credit is due because Glenda, my business mentor, was the person that said, you know, where's the budget? Where's the budget? That was her favorite line. Where's the budget? Anytime I would um, meet with her and we used to meet uh, every couple of weeks, once a month, I would sit down and, and I would say, oh, this brand new idea and that brand new idea and we're going to do this and it's going to be fabulous. And she would say, that's great. Oh, it sounds amazing. You've got such enthusiasm. Now where's the budget? (laughs) And I would go, oh, well, I haven't done a budget for it. But um, here's why it's going to be successful and here's the part I'm excited about and this is what the kids are going to wear and this is where it's going to be done and this is (laughs) and all of the things except for what she wanted, which was the budget. So I'm not saying, if you're not a fan of spreadsheets, I'm not saying to go and, you know, suddenly become a spreadsheet whiz, but there are great templates, whether you use sheets, whether you use, um, not pages, numbers, you know, if you use an Apple Mac, whether you use Excel, there are great budget template spreadsheets that if you just go to create a new document and, um, you know, have a scroll through all of the options, you can get yourself a great simple template that will give you a really good idea um, or a really good starting point, a really good jumping off off point from from which to start so that you can have a better idea of what's working and what's not working in your business. And so when it comes to budgeting, and I'm talking about specifically putting together a budget for a certain um, thing that you want to do in your business. Perhaps you want to bring in a brand new product. Perhaps you want to start delivering a new service. Perhaps you want to do a live event. Starting with the budget rather than working backwards is the best way to guarantee that you are going to have success. And so now whenever I have a brand new idea, that one of the first things I do is the budget. And I get such joy in sitting down with Glenda because we still meet once a month, sitting down with Glenda and saying, I am 
I'm about to tell you about a new idea and here's the budget. <laughs> Just having it to pass across the table. Or even better, if I can email her the budget before the meeting, then I feel pretty good about myself <laughs> and about getting things done. So you want to get just an idea, even if this is not going to be shared, if you don't have a business mentor and you have nobody to share this with except for yourself, you want to have a good idea before you go into any new project of how much it's going to cost you to put on and exactly what you're going to charge for it. How many of us are guilty of saying, okay, we're going to do this new thing and plucking a number out of the air and saying, that sounds good. That's the kind of price I think people will pay. And then just moving forward from then. And the how much people will pay is part of the equation. Please don't get me wrong. We do not want to be pricing things that are, you know, far beyond what we know our customers will pay for something because that's not going to be a great sustainable way to grow our business. But it's not the only factor that has to come into play. We have to make sure that part of the expenses, you know, that are going into our budget, part of the things we're thinking about is not just the physical product itself, but in fact, the time and the expertise that it's going to need to go into it in order to make this happen. And this was something that I never included in the early days. I would just work for free and just work for free for hours and hours and put my whole life and my whole family and everything on hold to get something up and up and running and not think about the actual costs. But when I started to have babies, I had to think, okay, I'm not going to be able to be there at that time for that event. So if I'm going to pay somebody to be there, then that's a resource that I'm going to need to include in my budget. And now, even though the kids are a little bit older, they're a little bit more independent and I can go to to more things and, and participate more, I still factor into that budget what it costs for me to be there. And yes, it does cost a lot more for me to be there than it does for some of my staff. And that's because there is a cost to the level of expertise that I bring to whatever we're doing. And that is due to the not just the qualifications that I have, but the many, many hours and many, many years of experience that I've lived and that I have to bring to whatever the brand new project is. So I encourage you to think about when it comes to your expenses, not just the tangible physical things that are in front of you, but also what it's going to cost in terms of resources, those people resources and and financial resources as well. And you want to start by figuring out, you know, what's the worst case scenario? I always do a worst case scenario budget. So I do things like... um, you know, I put $1,000 for marketing down, even though I know I'm probably going to spend about two fifty on Facebook ads. I'll put $1,000 for marketing. I'll put, you know, 20 hours of work for me, even though it's probably something I can kick over in five hours. I'll really do a worst case scenario to see, you know, whether this is going to be financially viable or not. And then once I kind of get a feel for what it's going to be, I can, I can pare that down and, and make it a bit more realistic. But I find that just by starting with like just big numbers and worst case scenario, it just gets me in the groove and gives me some momentum and keeps me doing this, you know, somewhat otherwise boring task of putting together a budget. So I go off the templates and of course, there are templates left, right and centre that you can that you can grab that will tell you things. You're going to need to factor in rent. You're going to need to factor in electricity. You're going to need to factor in um, the, the cost of the product and, and the time and all of those things. I fill out all of those and then I kind of think bigger. What else am I f- missing out on? What if I had to pay somebody to do this for me? What, how, you know, how many hours would it take? And I factor that in as well. And then that really helps me make really good decisions in terms of what I'm going to charge for this event or charge for this product. Because as I said, you can't just 
you know, take a wild stab in the dark and pick a number that sounds good to you and then and then off you go with that number. You want to be able to really have a look at the numbers and getting a good spreadsheet and getting a good budget means that you can punch in a number and say, okay, if I sell six of these things and they're going to be $10 each, then I'm going to make $60. Is that going to cover the expenses that I have down below on, on my budget spreadsheet? Or maybe it's going to need to be that they're going to cost $60 each and I'm going to need to sell 10 of them um, in order to cover those expenses. But you get to have a play around. And again, do yourself a worst case scenario. So, you know, minimize the amount of things that you're going to sell and um, maximize the price that you think you can charge and, and then get a feel for where it should be. Get a feel for what you think your customers will pay and where it should where it should, you know, kind of fall out at. And then the great thing to do is to duplicate that um, document that you have, that budget that you've created once you've got it together and once the numbers make sense, once you can make decisions about, yes, we're going ahead or we're not going ahead, perhaps we're going to choose this product instead of that product or perhaps it's going to be a one-day instead of a two-day event or whatever decisions you need to make based around that budget. And then duplicate that and create yourself what I call the actuals spreadsheet where you actually as you start to pay for things as you start to order things as you start to get quotes for things you put the actual numbers in and see where you're going to come out on the other side and that just helps you know that feeling of you know you're not waking up in the middle of the night kind of going is this going to work is this going to be a thing you know what your targets are you know what you need to do to break even you know what those numbers are you know for us we always you know when we're putting on a show we are always thinking okay have we made budget? Have we made budget? Have we made budget? Because we know how many tickets we need to sell in order to get the numbers from the red up into the black. And that's what we want to do. So for us, you know, I also should say it always happens at the last minute for us. Our audiences are notorious at buying their tickets at the last minute, which just drives me crazy. But that, you know, now I've factored that into the budget as well. Sometimes um, I just need a bit of peace of mind. So things might cost one or two dollars extra in order for me to make budget the week before the event so that I can sleep at night when I've got enough on my plate. But I can make those decisions because I'm making the budget and I know, you know, what is going to be the payout and what's going to work and what's not going to work. So if you're feeling completely overwhelmed, I want you to know that this, putting this practice into place will be something that, you know, your future self will reward you for. Because of course, as you're leading up to the event or as your product comes into your store and you're getting ready to sell it and getting ready to get it out there, you can look at that spreadsheet and know exactly where you're at and know exactly what's going to work. And if it's working well, if you end up selling more than you thought you were going to sell, or if you end up making budget, you can have a little moment of celebration. And we talked a couple of episodes ago about celebrating and making sure we are celebrating ourselves in business and making sure that we mark those milestones. You know, making budget for an event or for a new product launch is a big, it's a big deal. And having that moment to be able to, you know, make a big deal of it doesn't happen if you don't have the budget to tell you when it's going to happen. So I encourage you, the next time you have a bright idea, the next time you have a bright spark and think that's that would be so cool for me to do in my business, first, sit down, take the time. And you don't, you know, this doesn't have to be an all-day activity. A simple budget you can knock over in 20 minutes. Set yourself a timer for 20 minutes. Sit down, bang in the, the numbers that you know, research the ones that you don't put it out there, get quotes and get yourself a budget so you can make some really informed decisions around your business. And so then hopefully you can use whatever this new bright idea that you're having, you can use this bright idea to be able to grow your business and to be able to build and scale on what you're already offering to your customers and your your very loyal customer base. 
I would love to hear from you if you put this into practice and if you get your budget sorted, especially if you're taking 20 minutes and sitting down perhaps this afternoon or perhaps tonight to put together a budget for that brand new idea that you had. Please let me know. Take a photo of your computer screen. Take a photo of your phone, um, like a little screenshot, and stick it on your Insta story and tag me. I would love to know that what you're hearing on the podcast, you are then going into real life and applying, not just listening to and going, yeah, that should be a good idea. I probably should do a budget and then not doing anything from it, which, you know, that's okay. That happens sometimes. I'm guilty of that too. But I'd love to see you put it into practice. Take a photo and stick it on your Insta story and tag me. If you can rate or review on Apple Podcasts, The if you haven't done this already, you know, I've been asking you for over a year to rate and review the podcast. Please make sure you do. You just click on, um, if you've subscribed on Apple Podcasts, then just scroll down to the bottom and you can click five stars and leave us a comment, which will help us share the podcast with so many more people all around the world. Having a look at the statistics, a big shout out to people in Mexico and Germany. We are big in Mexico and Germany, how to run a successful business and still have a life. I did not know that until today. So thank you so much if you're in another part of the world and you're listening. If you are listening from another part of the world, please, again, take a screenshot, stick it on your Insta story and tag me. Tell me where you are. I would love to know. And thank you so much for listening, especially because we're talking about stuff that's not, you know, it's not the flashy stuff at the moment. Budgeting. Financial Fridays, I'm proud of you. Get stuck into it. It's important stuff. I will talk to you next week. How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 